to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Welcome back to the Making the Brand podcast. Today, I am joined by my good friend, someone I talk to every day, but I actually have not met in real life, but we're going to change that at some point when it's safe to meet up. Uh, My friend, Britt Hyatt, she is a web designer, boy band fangirl, just like I am. We've had a lot to bond over, and she's going to blow your mind today as we talk about websites. So thanks for being here, Britt. Welcome. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, Brianne. Thanks for having me. Of course. We we host our own little mini, um, I don't want to call it a podcast. It's a live stream. So we've done that together, but we haven't done a podcast episode together. So this is a big I one. know. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about anything other than Backstreet Boys. <laughs> That's fine. You're in the right place. We'll in the right out. place. <laughs> You're in good company. So speaking of that, I want to hear more about your background. I mean, like I mentioned, you and I talk every day, but introduce Mm -hmm. yourself to the Making the Brand listeners out there. Yeah. So I am Britt Hyatt. I am a website designer of, gosh, 16 years. I'm aging myself. Um, 16, 17 (laughs) years or so. Um, I actually, um, I co-own a business called Launch Your Daydream, where we do brand and website design for photographers. Um, so that's kind of my my day-to-day work perspective. And um, outside of that, I do uh, consulting just from a, a website strategy, design, brand strategy, all that good stuff, SEO, um, all that, all that kind of geeky stuff that nobody really wants to touch. Um, <laughs> I love it. And it's it's just what I do. So I do that over at uh Brithyatt.com. But yeah, I, I actually started as an entrepreneur about uh, five years ago and um, five, six years ago, um, started as a website design studio. And then Kelsey and I um, actually decided to go into business together before we actually met. So <laughs> sounds Wild. like a fun thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's been a really fun journey figuring out how to get from climbing the corporate ladder to just identifying myself as an entrepreneur and figuring out like what the heck that even means. And um, it's been really, really exciting. Well, good for you for taking that leap because I've done it before and I did go through that same phase where it just felt like an identity crisis the whole yes. time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's still even five, six years later, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and it's such a good up. way. Like I tell yeah. people things and I'm like, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. And you know, like yeah. even just this last weekend, I went to purchase my car at the car dealership and they said to me, oh, you're the president of your own company. And I was like, yeah, I am actually <laughs> like, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So yeah. it was just really exciting. Like even something small like that, you know, I said, you know what, I'm, I was tired of climbing the corporate ladder and never seeing my family and, yeah. um, just kind of being stuck And you know, you're stuck at a certain salary and you're stuck at specific job scope and things like that. And I was like, I am tired of somebody else signing my paycheck and telling me how much I deserve to get paid. So it was definite ceiling there. Exactly. So I'm like, uh, we're just going to go ahead and take the leap and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good for you. I'm going to link to your website to launch your daydream to all the things in the show notes, because 
your and Kelsey's work that you guys do for photographers, your web design work and branding work is just some of the best I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Truly, like the way you capture the essence of these photographers' personalities, like your your clients are all photographers, but each design you make is so unique. And I just feel like that's such a huge accomplishment that you're designing for the same industry and pretty much the same type of person, but you're able to really incorporate their personalities and just wow, wow me and them every, every single time you create. Well, thank you. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely, a lot of our design work is, uh, I mean, all of our design work is rooted in strategy and we do a lot of just kind of foundational brand work with our clients from the get-go. And we never use like, even like as, as crazy as it sounds, we never use the same fonts with any client. We never yeah. use the same uh, website design for any client or anything like that. And if I, even as I'm designing, if I start to get the feeling of like, wait, have I done this before? Mm. Even if I feel like that and the client would never ever see that website where, yeah. where maybe it was a little bit similar, to me, I'm like, no, that's not good enough. This person has invested with us and their time with us. Like they, they need to have something that is truly unique to them. So yeah, we, we definitely hone in on their, their unique personality and their unique business and all of those things to just get something that is really custom to them. And it's, yeah. it's exciting to do because a lot of people say it's like their, their personality is just like brought to life now in their business too, which is really exciting for them. Absolutely. I feel like between um, personal brands or corporate brands, no matter what it is, whoever you're designing a website for that foundational research and really getting to know the person is often overlooked. Like, yeah, actually just jump right into it. And it's like, that's how you get a carbon copy of what everyone else is doing. So I'm so happy to hear that you do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we know that they can choose any designer that they want on the internet. Like it's, yeah. it's endless of like mm -hmm. who they can choose or templates or anything like that. And we're like, we're not doing them justice. If they if they choose to invest in us, there's reasons that they're going to do that. And we need to give them a reason to celebrate when everything's done. Well, it's easy to see why you're a president of your own company. Well, thanks. <laughs> outlook like that. It's so refreshing to hear. But actually, I want to put you on the spot for a second. Okay. Thought of this and ask you a pretty controversial question about web design. Yeah. What comes first, content or design? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it depends on the day. Um, no. So I'm going to actually take the uh, the middle road with that a little bit, um, not to find the gray area where there <laughs> doesn't need to be gray area. But I would say we start with a content structure first. So even before we kind of get into the nitty gritty details, we follow a structure um, from a website design perspective that really helps the client to be able to to craft that copy or if they're working with a copywriter the copywriter usually knows you know all of those things as well but we actually start with the structure of the copy first to make sure that they're uniquely and and really hitting home on the value of their yeah. services um so we start with a structure and that's what i start the design with and then i go in and say okay let me take a look at all the details that they've given us and we actually gather those details from a questionnaire that we send them up front. They don't even know that they're building website copy until they actually <laughs> see the design. So it's like really gotcha. exciting because we're like, hey, look what you did. Like, this yeah. is really cool. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's so fun to be able to take it and they, they answer these questions and then we kind of morph it into this website design with the copy that they did. And they had 
just asking before, you know, before we did this kind of structure, mm -hmm. asking somebody for a website copy. I mean, you would wait for months. You would yeah, overthink because, it then. Yes. And, and I get it. Like yeah. putting my own website copy together is like, <laughs> it's really hard to do. Imposter syndrome sets in 10,000% of the time. Mm -hmm. um, so we knew that like that wasn't the answer. We had to find some sort of middle ground where we could help them with it and guide them, but they don't know that they're doing it. And so we just kind of morph it into a website design and they're like, oh my gosh, this has my, my business all over it. We're like, yeah, cause you told us like surprise. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, great. I would say to answer that, like we like the structure first. Okay. And then I design and then I fill in all the details and kind of finesse the design a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. That's just brilliant. And you're able to not only to get them to write copy, but to write it in a way that suits their voice. Like there's no yes. pressure to like, oh, this is going to be on your homepage. What do you want to say? Right. Go. It yeah. just, you know, just let them express, let them get it all out, let it, let them get it on paper. And oh, yeah. there you go. Look at these gems. Well, and it's, I think it's a confidence booster for them too, because sometimes people see, you know, if they own their own business, right? It's, it's, I do these things. And it's like, yeah, but what value are you, are you bringing to them? Well, I do this for them. We're like, yeah, but what else? But what else? But what else? And we literally asked them at some point in the questionnaire, like, well, how is your client's life going to change from before they work with you to after they work with you? And it sounds so dramatic, but it's true. You're solving a problem for them. Yeah. Like they're there, they're there with you for a reason. Right. So I think it's just a mindset change and it, it's definitely shown us and shown the clients like the actual value of their services. Um, in a way that they they haven't necessarily seen that before. Yeah, I love that. I mean, we talk a lot about brand purpose and how important it is for these corporations to have these missions and purposes and um, values and ethos and all of those things. But even if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, if you're just running your own business or building your personal brand, you still have a purpose with the yes. content you create and the things that you do. So I love that you you shine a light on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really fun to see like people will be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this was even like in me. And then they yeah. see the website and they're like, oh my gosh, like it's, that's it. Like that's yeah. it. And they're like, you did that. You should be proud of yourself. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's really exciting to just kind of watch their, their mindset change. Throughout yeah. The well, we're just getting started on all the web design and fun little words of wisdom you're going to share with us today. Uh, we're going to kick it off and just talk about the importance of websites, but we're going to shift, as you know, a little bit and talk about how musicians do it. Um, more specifically, some of our favorite musicians, maybe the Backstreet Boys will come maybe. up, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we can't not mention them. Come on. No, they're going to be in here. So we'll get on that. But before we dig into specific examples of musicians and artists who really leverage the power of their, their, I guess they're not really personal websites in these cases, but maybe, I mean, as, as artists and as brands and businesses that these artists really are, um, they're using their websites in a really powerful way. So what would be some of the reasons, uh, that an individual or an artist should build, uh, their website? What, what are yeah. the benefits of it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think a big part of it, um, you know, just to kind of, I don't know, just to kind of start from, from square one is it looks legit. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> like, you know, like I, I feel like, you know, if, if they're presenting themselves in, you know, like to a certain 
investor or to anybody that, you know, that truly wants them to succeed, having something like that is really, really important. Right. Um, and again, it might just me be, be me being old school about it, but I just feel like there's something to say if you go to a, you know, a domain name.com and your information pops up and it, and it presents itself in a way that like their unique voice can stand out, their unique brand visuals can stand out, all of those things. Like they can control the content that their fans see on their website. Um, it's not something that goes away um, quickly, like a Instagram story or anything like that. In fact, I don't even think that that social is like comparable to a website from that. It's not apples to apples, right? So, right. Um, so yeah, I think just the fact that it looks legit, right? It looks like you're taking things seriously. Um, and it's just your online home, like you own it. Mm-hmm. Um, if Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever were to just be wiped away tomorrow, um, all of your followers go along with it. So it's just nice to have that like secure online home, right? That like you can control what information is on it. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's, I mean, that's kind of a, a couple different points, but I also think, I also think from a, a musician's perspective or an artist or, um, you know, anybody from that kind of industry perspective, you can set up products, you can set up services, you could set up whatever that looks like, um, you know, for that specific artist, like you have control of what that is and how that functions and all of those things, which for social media, I just think it can get very loud very quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. So having that, that one central spot that they know that they can go, you know, their fans can go to order a sweatshirt or, you know, or look at their tour dates or anything like that. It just gives that its own special place that is just for them. And, um, and just, I feel like it just gives more of an opportunity for their fans to be able to engage and have a spot that, that they can feel valued as well. Right. Yeah. And it's not just these famous musicians and artists. I mean, that can benefit really anyone because I think a lot of times we use social media kind of as our, our crutch to say, oh, we, we do have an online presence, but it's really not enough. Right. Exactly. I think, you know, it, it just gets so loud sometimes on social media. And that's not to say like you shouldn't have social media. Like that's like actually the complete opposite. I think, yeah. I think it's smart to have those things, but I also think it's in addition to, right. Um, you know, so you can, you can say certain things on social media, but then bring them back to the full story on your website. And, um, and like I said, I think, I just think there's so much, there's so much value that can be in a website that can still, um, that your fans can come back to and interact with. And, you know, like you said, Brian, I think not even just from a musician or an artist perspective, but for an individual person to have that place that they can just sound off and give their thoughts and, and bring people to all of that information versus just throwing it all at social media and hoping for the best. Yeah. And you also brought up products, which I think is really interesting because even as an individual, you might not think that products are in your future or that this website that you're building and these posts that you're writing could actually materialize into anything, you know, really profitable or that it's going to turn into this business, but it really could. If you start creating that traffic and You'll hear from your audience. You'll get these light bulb moments. Um, maybe you want to sell an ebook or some type of download. Or, or for me, I never thought I was going to have pop chat merchandise for my Twitter chat, right. but I had the foundation in place. And I think we see exactly. a lot of 
writers and creators, they, they think, oh, I'll just have an Etsy store or I'll just write on Medium. But if you create only in those environments, you're not really setting yourself up for the long term. Exactly. No, I totally agree with you. I think I think there's that mindset shift that happens yeah. um, from that perspective, too. I think it, it sometimes takes a little while for some people to just kind of be able to to find their footing a little bit of like, well, what what can I offer to people or what do I want to offer to people? Right. And so, um, yeah, I think I think being able to start somewhere and have that have that website established and then allow it to grow like your website should continue to grow with your yourself, your business, your brand, whatever, whatever that means to you, it should continue to grow with it. There should be a reason people want to come back to your website, you know? So I think, yeah, I think just setting, setting it up from that perspective is really, really smart because imagine if you didn't have a website and all of a sudden you were like, I want pop chat merch. Yeah. Well, shoot, (laughs) now I got to make a whole website to go along with it. Like, (laughs) like you have that and you, you know, and I think just having that as a solid foundation is, is really, really a a smart thing to do. Yeah. Well, we're going to look at some musicians who do this. Well, Um, you mentioned that your website should evolve with you. And I think someone who definitely does this really well is Taylor Swift because her music evolves with her, you know, different albums or different stages of her life and her website goes through this evolution as well. So what are some things you love about Taylor's website? Yeah. So like, so I know that, that you're a huge Taylor Swift fan and you follow, you know, everything, you know, from start (laughs) to finish that she does. I like her music. I just don't follow it as closely as maybe I do for like a Backstreet Boys or, you know, anybody like that. But when I went to her website, I was like, oh, okay. Like I, I, I felt caught up. I felt like, okay, I'm not missing anything Yeah. um, because she's always doing something incredible. Right. And so she's always releasing things. And I'm like, wait, was that this album? Was that the last one? Was that the one she released a month ago, a week ago, a day ago? <laughs> you know, which is right, which is incredible, like for her and for her fan base. And she's keeping people coming back to her website to do those things. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I, I love that her website was up to date. I love that it, you know, gave like individual updates, like, like news updates and things like that. And, um, yeah, her homepage itself just really gave some, some calls to action, we call them. So like getting the person who is looking at the website to actually do something. Um, there were multiple examples of that on her homepage alone. And I just, I just really liked that it was organized in a way that like you could see all of these incredible things that she's doing and engage where you feel like you want to learn more. So, um, yeah, I, I really liked her website. And like, like I said, I, I, I like her as an artist. And when I, when I went there, I was like, oh, okay. I don't feel like I'm missing something now. Right. Right. You know what I wish more artists would do? I feel like we don't see this a lot, but I mean, especially this past year with the way everything has been, there's been like just lulls in, in touring and albums and new releases. And I wish and I feel like these artists could still be creating content on their website, even if it's just long form blog posts or vlogging or other things that they could be doing. I know JLo, she was once, I don't know, I haven't checked it in a while, but she had a really great YouTube channel that she was keeping up with. I just feel like we don't see that a lot, like celebrities giving you a peek into their mind and just writing um, in a form that is different than just their their songs. I wonder, I wonder why that is. 
You know, I, I, I keep, I keep thinking back to Taylor, you know, from that perspective is she, she took advantage of this time where things have been unpredictable. Things have been not as planned. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it, you know, it goes back to the artist to figure out like, okay, if something doesn't go as planned, look at how many tours have been canceled or postponed and Mm -hmm. look at how many just like appearances, even outside of the dates that have been, have been postponed or canceled or, you know, maybe something has been pushed off to be released because of this, that, or the other thing, you know, I'm sure there's even plans that we aren't even aware of, right. Yeah. That, that have had to be pushed because they were strategized around all of these other things, all of these other happenings. And now that's not the case, but I think, I think Taylor did such a great job of taking advantage of this quote unquote downtime and being like, okay, how do I really make sure my fans don't feel like I forgot them? Like, just because you're not on the road doesn't mean your fans go away. In fact, they need you now more than ever. Like they need you. They're struggling. (laughs) They're going through all this too, you know? So I feel like now is that time where like that comfort is found in the, in the nostalgia. It's, it's found in the, um, the simple things now. And the simple things are listening to that music again and listening to even just them talking like you see how Backstreet Boys fans lose their minds when <laughs> lose their minds including us yes when when they go live all yeah. of a sudden or when they you know do these certain things like they lose their minds and it's yeah. it's amazing and it's and it's uplifting too right and so I agree with you I think that a lot a lot of artists have gone quiet and yeah. I'm curious to see what happens to a lot of those artists when things do pick up again and all of a sudden tour dates are a thing again. Is that going to impact ticket sales? Have some of their fans moved on because they're like, well, what the heck? Like, it's been a year and a half. Where have you been? Right, <laughs> you know? right. So, so I, I'm curious to see what it does for some of those artists that have been more quiet now versus some of those artists that have like fully taken an, on and embraced this time as something that hey, this is a unique thing that my fans can actually be involved in. With yeah. So moral of the story, you're saying, Nick Carter, if you're listening, we want the Twitch channel back. <laughs> we need the Twitch channel back. Um, any Backstreet Boy that would like to go live at any yeah. point, we are uh, we are just throwing this out there that we welcome it with open arms. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, his Twitch channel, it was such a light during this yes. time. And I don't, I, we just ate it up and it was seeing him live. Yeah, it's just this unedited form. And I feel like it's so I mean, social media and going live is nothing new, but it's still so refreshing to see, especially in a group like the Backstreet Boys, who we always knew through like traditional media to see that we have access to them live. Yes. And I feel like more artists could be doing that consistently with like a more formalized channel or a place on their website rather than these sort of sporadic little moments where we're getting them here and there. We never know what's coming. (laughs) Our great. It's always like, Oh my God, drop everything. (laughs) (laughs) Our group chat lights up like, Oh, Nick, he's making breakfast. Like where was the notification on your website that this was happening? That Nick was going to make breakfast. We had to know. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just like, it's really, like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when everything does find its new normal. Because I think right now, people are, people are craving just some normalcy and something that is very abnormal. And it's a long-term abnormal. Like we're, 
you know, we're, we're tired and we're just like, oh my God, could you imagine that first show? Can you imagine these things? And it's like, yeah, like take advantage of it right now. Like give your fans that, that reach out of like, yes, we, we do care. And I think, you know, even, even if it's like a personal project or something that you've had in the works, I know like for like, for like AJ from the Backstreet Boys, his nail polish line has been in the works for what, five years now. And and I don't know if it was planned to go live when it did or, you know, debut when it did. I'm assuming so. But I feel like even something like that, like people find comfort in those kinds of things. They find comfort in the fact that their artists that they love and they love listening to is is providing them with something. It's giving them something to look forward to. It's keeping them engaged. It's, you know, just all of those things. So I feel like you know, if there's any, if there's any musicians or artists that are just like, that have been quiet this whole time, like speak up, get on your website, talk to your fans, get out there. And, um, there's no reason to stay so quiet right now when your fans need you now more than ever. Right. And they don't have to rely on just good morning America or, you know, (laughs) late night shows. Like, I feel like that's the only place where I'm seeing the majority of these artists that I love, like they are so empowered with their own channels, their own website, their own platforms. Yes. And when you can't show up on tour, you can just show up online. Like it's right. exactly it's hard to do that right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to their, you know, to their own website, I feel like even from the Backstreet Boys perspective, they have backstreetboys.com, which needs a lot of love to, put it nicely, but it needs a lot of love, but they're in the, they have, they each have individual sites too. So even if something's not happening from a group perspective, go to your individual, your individual sites and just get people excited again, because I I truly think that we're, you know, knocking wood that we're, we're starting to get to the other side of all of this. So if you haven't shown them love yet, you've got time, get on your website, get things going, get people excited again, because yeah. you're, you're going to need them when this, is, <laughs> when this is all over, they need you now, but you're yes. going to need them when this is all over. <laughs> Keep that momentum going. Yes, exactly. So you do have some other celebrities and artists that you feel like are using their website as a good tool. Who else would you mention? Yeah. One of my absolute favorite people and musicians on the planet is Jason Mraz. Um, he has been so good to, to the Cleveland area where I'm from. Um, he's always working with like the food bank and things like that. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> and we saw him live and he's just, ugh, he's just incredible. Um, but yes, I'm speaking of him and his website, I was so happy to see that his website is still in good standing. So I was just on it a couple months ago too, but, um, it's also updated even during even during COVID it's updated. It's on brand. It like, it has fresh updates. Like there's some like good need to know info on his homepage, but he also has separate pages. If you just like get a little overwhelmed by all the stuff on the homepage, you can easily just click into the navigation menu and go to the page of information that you do want to see. So it was just, it's refreshing to go there. Cause I'm like, Hey, I need a new shirt. I could just bypass the homepage, go to the merch page and find what I needed to find, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was refreshing to see. I was, I was relieved when I saw his website recently and I was like, oh, thank God he didn't change it. (laughs) Yes. And it, it reminds me too. I mean, to, to have a musician that updates their website, I feel like every headline we see about what a celebrity has done or said, it's all about what they posted on Instagram. Like 
the Justin Timberlake apology on the yep. notes app. Like, come on, Justin, put right. a nice, uh, you know, post together on your website. Get right. a little more heartfelt. You know, there was that whole um, spoof about or that whole uh, segment on SNL I yes! about <laughs> the notes app. Like we could do better people. You you have blogs like, right. linked to something. Yeah, know? exactly. I, I just think it's something where like, OK, if you truly mean something like that, yeah, have it stick somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like don't have it in your notes app where everybody's <laughs> just going to take screen captures. Actually have it somewhere that's going to stick. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I know. Uh, could have done way better. Uh, yes, but you also there's there's someone else that you love, someone who's been really topical recently. So I hope his website is is updated. The, this weekend. Year, the weekend. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I his homepage when I landed on it was a was a little overwhelming, a little overwhelming. But but I could look past it because, um, you know, he has very easy to navigate navigation on his site, like his navigation menus, you very easily click into what you want to find. Um, but in another way, like even though his homepage did feel a little bit overwhelming when I landed there, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that he had all of these things going on. Like some of the things I forgot that he did or things that I just wasn't aware of in the first place. And I was like, yeah. holy cow, like this is amazing. So, um, so yeah, I liked landing on his site and being able to, um, you know, to see some of those details of like, it's, it's a uniquely designed website, but it's also pretty easy for his fans to navigate and engage as they need to. Yeah. And you get so much more context that way than you would just on social media, as you mentioned, exactly. you know, stories disappear. There's all these things going on, but it's great to have just that hub, that one right. spot where they can find everything. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Um, I know it's interesting for you as a web designer, as a brand designer to navigate some of your favorite artists websites because you can do it with a critical eye. I mean, this is what you yes. do for work, you know? So it, right. it, I'm very judgy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very judgy when I look at websites. You know <laughs> what your work is, like, is. This is fine. This looks yeah. fine. I'm like, does it though? <laughs> They're like, yeah, it does. <laughs> but they need you. They need you. They need more people <laughs> like that who are sharing their perspectives and who are ahead of the curve like this. So what are some trends that you've noticed just as you're browsing your own, um, you know, artists that you enjoy? Yeah. So I, I've been on a couple of these artists websites just because I, I really enjoy them, but, um, just kind of taking, taking a look at things from, I noticed a lot of, um, a lot of websites are, are just organized as like a single page, um, which isn't typically recommended from an SEO perspective, but I don't think people like Harry Styles or, or you know, Demi Lovato or anybody really care about SEO. Uh, <laughs> I think they're good, um, but for anybody who uh, who may be debating themselves on whether to have a single page website or a multi page website, SEO is much stronger for um, multi page websites. So um, a lot of these artists had. Um, had their homepage set up where it was just like a big graphic of like their latest album um, or their latest release of some sort. And then um, having like a video, like some sort of music video of sorts, and then a little spot for merch and a little spot for tour dates if, if they had any tour dates, which, which again is, is fine. It's a quick in and out. If somebody's just going to their website to find the latest and greatest, or they wanted to take quick action. Um, but I also feel like it limits their, opportunity, like to have fans engage more in their website or, you know, kind of throwing it back. Like, I don't, 
I don't know if you remember, Brianne, when like when like Backstreet Boys used to have their like street team or like, you know, kind of like that kind of fan engagement, which is more involved. Yeah. Um, which, again, it may be kind of an old school way of thinking, but I feel like I feel like a lot of fans really value that interaction more than just in social media. Like they want a little bit more and they're willing to invest a little mm-hmm. bit more if they get kind of some of that VIP info, right? Like yeah. some of that special treatment, right? So um, so I feel like when when websites are set up in a single page format that that limits that. And that might be okay for for that particular artist if they're just not looking to do anything like that. It really goes back to the goals that they have um, on their website or within their brand or anything like that. But yeah, a couple a couple of the artists that I saw with that were like Harry Styles, Demi Lovato, Louis Tomlinson, uh, Lizzo, uh, Niall Horan. Like a, yeah. you know, and it and it seemed pretty common that I was like, wait a minute. Like as I was comparing them side to side, I'm like, these are all structured very similarly. Like yeah. that's really really interesting, especially with artists right now that are you know have been trending for the last, you know, three, four years straight, you know? So it's interesting. I think it really goes back to the goals that that particular artist has for their brand and has for their fans. I I hope there's strategy that's going into some of that in they don't want to do that maybe later on, um, given how their setup is right now. Yeah. It's just kind of disheartening to hear because like you said they're leaving opportunity on the table to have this in and out experience and as you were talking I was thinking about how I primarily get the news about celebrities I like to follow and it's either directly from their social or I'm reading it on you know pop sugar or e-news or tmz occasionally like elsewhere and I'm like these these people have the opportunity to break these stories within their own website. And as you mentioned, that opens the door, you know, they read your, they read your announcement or whatever it might be. Oh, let me bounce over to the merch page or let me go through and see what else is going on. You don't have to rely on the mainstream media and just social where people, it's harder for people in a clunkier experience for them to get to your site and potentially purchase or just engage further. So yeah, no, I agree. I think that there's there's a lot of opportunity from a blogging perspective or from a kind of like a fan club kind of perspective. There's yeah. there's a lot of things that I think, um, you know, I think the current kind of, you know, kind of state of like the like a fandom, right, is is the social media is, you know, kind of these surface level kind of things. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do see. I do see people like who have experienced this, you know, this from like the the tour cancellations and things like that that have let them down. I f- almost feel like there's going to be some sort of turn of like expectations being higher when things come mm-hmm. back. Like like you lost me for two years or you know yeah. year and a half, two years, however long this hiatus of of touring happens, right? And now that everything's back, as much as I just want, like, I just want to see you in person and see you play a show. I've been waiting this long. I want some special treatment. I want, (laughs) you know, and, and some people just might not be able to get certain shows or they might not be able to do certain things. So why not give them that treatment online? Why not give them that VIP treatment online? And so set your website up now to support that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing, the same thing that we 
encourage individuals and brands to do is that storytelling and to yes. you know tell your story more. Why aren't these artists doing that? There's right. so many things we are wondering about them or behind the scenes moments, you know, old and new. I mean, yeah. there are things they can go back to and rehash and say, oh, we never told you this funny story about when we were filming the I Want It That Way music video. And, it, right. you know, I was just reminded of the, the memory. Let me write a quick post about it and share it with like, we would eat that up. So oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? I can't imagine the photos that are on some of those phones that it's just like you share one of those photos, <laughs> one of those never seen before photos. That's it. Fandom that blows it. up. Everybody's excited again. Like it literally takes the the smallest effort especially now to make such a big difference. And I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious to see, you know, after, after everything starts to get back to normal, mm -hmm. um, you know, like what that looks like from their online presence, are they going to lean into social more? Are they going to lean into their website more? Um, hopefully some, uh, hopefully some of the website stuff more, um, yeah. because it, it's, it's kind of disheartening if you find a new artist like on Spotify or, somebody recommends an artist to you or something like that. And you, you land on their homepage and it literally just like redirects you to their Spotify. And I'm like, no, mm. I wanted to know more about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, before I invest my time in you and listening to you and in your story and all these things, I want you to give a little bit of something back. I want to know more about this person behind this music, you know? Right. So, so yeah, I feel like it's like the smallest little things, especially like you said, like, a Backstreet Boy can look at their phone right now and post a never before seen photo and everybody would lose their minds. Yeah. And it's little things like that. <laughs> You're right. I mean, sometimes we feel like fans as fans, we're so demanding and we want a right. lot, but we really don't. We like, really don't. <laughs> that could be a whole blog series like inside Nick Carter's camera roll. And it's just right. like, <laughs> yeah, like there are so many opportunities just from a blogging perspective with so many of these artists, like especially these like bigger named artists that like mm -hmm. that people know, like even if they're not a huge fan of them, they know them by name. Right. Yeah. And so there's so much opportunity there to like, especially as things start to get back to normal, to really hype up everything again and get people genuinely excited for yeah. for the potential of of all of the things. So yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like there's, there's just so much opportunity that's out there that I hope a lot of these artists take advantage of the, of the, the reason that they, they have a website, they have this online home, they have this place that is just for them. Start updating it, get it up to date, get yourself ready. So when you are out on tour and, and the only updates that you're able to make are, are on, you know, social media, you have all this content and all these people coming into your website because you put so much work into it when things were a little bit quieter. Right. Right. It reminds me, I mean, AJ McLean is doing a great job with his TikTok, as you know. Oh my gosh. Yes. But he's he does these cool glimpses of his closet, which I'm sure I'm sure you've seen. Like he's a yeah. huge sneakerhead. And every time he does it, I'm like, oh my God, I want more. Like I want to know right. about each of those pairs of shoes. Where have you worn them? Why did you buy them? Is it special for you for some reason? What do you wear it with? Like that could be a whole blog series. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> like hire me to write it. Like yeah, um, yeah. that dream job. <laughs> we need a tour of the closet, please. Yes. Like um, little things like that. Like I think you don't need to have an appearance, like you said, on Good Morning America to have a blog post. You right. don't have to have some, a new album release for a blog post to bring people to your website. You can literally take your phone 
take some pictures and post them on the website and be like, could you imagine if, imagine if that was a blog post on backstreetboys.com. So AJ takes a bunch of pictures of his shoes and like five different pictures and just posts why, where he purchased them, why he purchased them, what he wears them to, whatever that looks like and makes a blog post and, and says, hey, go to backstreetboys.com and read all about it. I, that website would blow up. And while people are there, guess what they're going to do? They're not just going to read that blog post and leave. They're going to shop. They're going to look. They're going to see, okay, what does Backstreet Boys have going on? Oh my gosh, I didn't know that they had this shirt. I I really like this shirt. Like there's so much potential. If you just get people to your website, you don't have to have a new album. You don't have to have all of these crazy announcements. Just do the smallest things and the fans will be there. They're dedicated. They'll be there. So true. You don't need a big announcement or PR push or new product or new album or any of that just to update your website. We're very easy to please. So exactly. So clearly, I mean, you're starting to notice these things that artists could be doing. Um, How, what are some things you look for? What could be some indicators uh, for us to know when it's time to do a full website refresh? No, that's a good question. So, so I think some of them are probably obvious, right? So if, if you have any sort of um, analytics or anything on your website, these some of these things are easier to tell, right? So if your website traffic is down significantly, there's there's probably a reason. You're probably not pushing any new content. You're not giving people a reason to go to your website in the first place. Um, and most people, their brains are so busy these days, they're not going to just be like, huh, I should go to that website. Like, no, you have to give them a reason to go there. Um, so AJ, again, your sneaker push. Um, <laughs> That would get us there. Yes, yes. That would get us us there. Which piece of merch the shirt will go well with? Guaranteed two visitors. (laughs) Much more than that, I know. Um, I would say another thing is if engagement on your site is low. So we talked about a little bit about calls to action earlier, and those are basically like those things that require something from that person on the other side. So whether it's like a product purchase or whether it's a newsletter sign up or, you know, anything that actually requires the the end user to do something. Um, mm-hmm. If you see that has dropped off, that's usually an indicator that like something something's up. Either you're not getting website traffic or they're not responding to what you're telling them to do. Um, so that's definitely an indicator. Um, I think... <laughs> I think a big one is content that you say is new is actually not new. So I, I think, um, unfortunately, our favorite Backstreet Boys are guilty of this. Their uh, DNA album is right now on their website as the new album. And that was 2019, I think. We're ready for the new one. but We're ready. I mean, just say the word. And you can put a blog post about it. We won't be mad. Right. Uh, <laughs> you can put a front and center on your website. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so things, it, it's easy to say, I think, from a, a, a website designer perspective or from your perspective, Brian, from like a marketing perspective to always say something's new or something's updated or, you know, anything like that to get people excited and motivated to go see something. But if it's not actually new or updated because you said that thing a year or two ago, yeah. go go check it out and see if you can update that. Um, I think I think another big thing is you you're never referring people to your website. I think this is a big thing for our Launch Your Daydream clients, actually, is we have people who have said, 
you know, I, the reason why I want to rebrand with you guys or the reason why I need a new website from you guys is I'm embarrassed to give people my website link. I always say, well, just email me or, or just scroll past this part on the website because, because it needs to be updated. And they're always, they're not just giving their domain to somebody, their website name, they're giving it plus an excuse for it. And like, just to not have that excuse anymore is such a breath of fresh air. So, um, and I've been there myself of like, Hey, um, I designed this like a couple years ago. So here's the link, but ignore this part on the website. (laughs) You know, I just haven't had time to update it. Right. Um, So yeah, I would say those are usually, um, good indicators. And I think another thing is even looking into yourself, if you don't feel compelled to do anything with your website, if you don't want to update it, you don't want to bring people to your website for any reason, like you're just not feeling it. I think that's, that's another big sign that you need like a rebrand or a website refresh in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And especially like we mentioned with social media kind of being the crutch. I mean, I feel like that's what people will lean into when they're not proud of their website, but everything you post on social media, even if you love posting on social media, all of that can be expanded on, on your website. You know, there's so much, so much potential. Like there's countless content ideas just in social that you can bring to your website as well. Give more context to it, interlink to other pages of your site, link to merchandise, link to other sections. Like it, it's really the hub where everything happens and social should really just complement it. Absolutely. I definitely think it allows you to like control the narrative a little bit. It lets you control that content that people see. And um, to your point, Brian, I think, you know, I try to think of it as like, start at one point, start at the blog, right? Give them, give them that place where there's so much opportunity because they could do other things once they're done with the blog, get them to your website, but then use that content, like, like use that content that you post to give little snippets on social media or to, you know, whether it's an Instagram post or whether it's a little thing on TikTok or whether it's, um, you know, something on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, give them like, it's okay to use that content in different places because spoiler alert, they're not going to look everywhere. They're probably not even going to look the first time. So so that's just unfortunately reality. So when it comes, it it can feel so overwhelming to be like, oh, I have to have new content for my blog and then new content for my newsletter and then new content for my Instagram and Facebook and social, social media in general, Twitter, all the things where it's like, you actually don't have to like start at that that hub, like start at your website, start at that blog post, and then let that kind of trickle out to all of those other places. So you're speaking the same language and and not surprising people when they come to your website, they're going to know what to expect when they get there. Um, So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that giving them that one central spot, which is their website, because there's so much opportunity that they just wouldn't have from a social media perspective that they're actually going to pay attention to and engage with. Um, it's just, I think it's just like a different mindset when you're looking at somebody's website versus when you're looking at that Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Um, I feel like you kind of set your brain in that expectation that, Hey, I might spend a little bit more time here than I would engaging with this person on somewhere else on social. Yeah. And on social, you're just one of many posts. Like I could be looking at a Backstreet Boys post one minute and then I scroll and I'm looking at yours or Danielle's or Kelsey's. Like you're not a focused audience that way. You have to compel them off of social, bring them into 
sort of your, your sphere of your website, bring them into your world a little bit if you really want them to take that action. And if you're just posting on social media, whether you're a celebrity or not, it's a fleeting type of action. Exactly. Exactly. No, I agree. I think, you know, you can have all this content, but like you said, it just, it gets muddied. It gets busy. It gets loud. There's algorithms that they're just going to throw at you too. Cause that's yeah. always fun. Like there's, <laughs> there's just so many things that are outside of your control mm-hmm. that if there's something that you can find that's in your control, it's, it's on your website. You know, that it's there, you know, it's safe there. You know, the content is going to be there tomorrow. Um, and people can always go back and read it. Like our, our number one traffic, um, source from from launch your daydreams perspective is a blog post that we did in 2017 like it gets more traffic than our homepage does it's 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 crazy and so it's like well shoot like i imagine if i just posted the content of that on instagram or on uh facebook at the time like all of that traffic would be gone it would be lost like it would have it would have been seen for a couple days maybe and then it would have been forgotten about Right. So now we're getting people to our website from an SEO perspective because they've seen this and it sticks. And then it's also like bringing us crazy traffic for something that we took an hour to do, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, like even wow. there's some of it that I'm like, oh gosh, I want to go back and change it. But I'm like, no, it's actually working really well. So why would I change it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's a, another, <laughs> another. Uh, place where the notes app is going to lose points because yes. you can't search anything that's in the notes app no. or any screenshot that gets published. No. Whereas if it's a blog post, it's live text that people can search and discover later on, but they're not really searching and finding your Instagram post. They're not landing right. on that. So exactly. I just think there's there's so much value add from so many different perspectives of having that content safe on your website in one central place you can control the narrative, you can control, you know, like just so many different aspects. And then if something picks up, like, like this blog post or, you know, anything else, it does the work for you. Like it brings people to your website. So why, why ignore that? So even from a, you know, a musician's perspective who maybe like doesn't care about a ton of website traffic or a blog post going viral or, you know, something like that, you know, they may get consistent traffic, but if they're not getting other things, if they're not getting the product purchases, if they're not getting the engagement from their fans, if their bottom line is impacted, that's a problem. And that opportunity is within your website. So bring people to it, even if SEO isn't your your first focus, right? So everybody has their own goals for their website, right? And so if, if, if SEO is not the goal for, uh, you know, for a artist that has been popular and has had Vegas residencies and all of these things for the last, you know, 27 years, then fine. That's understandable. But I bet you want those product purchases. I yeah. bet you want people to buy your albums. I bet the second that bottom line is impacted, that's going to be a problem. Especially now, if you're not Especially on tour. Especially now, you're not on tour. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get to writing. Get to writing. Better, everybody better put their blog posts yeah, yeah. all ready tomorrow morning. Exactly. I want a text from AJ. He does have his little text service that texts us all of his latest updates. I want links to his blog posts. I do too. I want blog posts. I want, um, I love the TikToks, but maybe spend 
some of that time on blog posts instead of TikToks. Yeah, yeah. just saying. need a full co- uh, full closet tour. <laughs> you know, I want something on the back. Like, why is there nothing on the Backstreet Boys website about his nail polish line? Mm. Just asking the question. I don't know. I don't know. No answers. Conflicts of interest. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It's just all of this. Like, you know, we we were joking about all of this kind of, but um, <laughs> but but it's all it's all because there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity, right? And so yeah as a fan, right? And as a as somebody within the marketing realm, you, you have like two different perspectives on this. You see it from a fan perspective where you're like, I want that. Like I want yeah. these things. Then you flip it and you see it from from our perspective, from like a professional perspective and you're like, "Oh my gosh, why are you not doing this? We know yeah. your fans want this." Yeah. Right? And so we want what's best for you. Well, so- what's best- for our babies right like you can't, <laughs> you're like missing out on all of this potential right so mm-hmm. so yeah I think it is really interesting to think of things from this perspective of like the fan and who is the consumer right because we would we would eat that up yeah. right like the, <laughs> like the fan who is the consumer yeah right and also as as the professional side of things of like you look at it and, and you say, you know what, maybe SEO isn't their goal or maybe this isn't their goal or surface level kind of things aren't their goal. But I bet from a business perspective, there is a goal that that comes down to finances, yeah. right? Because you've been in business for this long and we know your fan base, you have this potential, take advantage of it mm-hmm. um, because it's there. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Once you set it up, let it fly, like let it run and it'll it'll take care of business literally for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, it was that post from 2017. Like you invest in this once you yeah. might have a winner. You might have a, a post that just continues to bring people back and it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. Yeah. And we see it all the time with like our, our launch or daydream clients. We see it all the time. And, um, and again, you know, their goals are, are very SEO focused. They are very much in a, um, in a crowded space a lot of the time. You know, there's a lot of photographers that are within their area that, you know, that do the same kind of services that they do. So finding that unique value and setting them up for SEO properly and all those things, those are those goals, right? So I'm sure those goals are very different than, you know, a Nick Carter who probably doesn't need SEO, uh, (laughs) probably doesn't need SEO. Um, But he, he, I'm sure would love to see when when products start to sell and his music starts to sell, mm-hmm. um, especially this like newer stuff that he's been releasing um, lately, like why would you not want that? Like of yeah. course he wants that. Like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like of course he wants that. So so yeah, I do think it goes back to figuring out what the goals are for that artist, and then um, ask your fan base too. What do they want? Like. You know, and how can you bring that to your website? So again, you're controlling that narrative. You're giving them a reason to purchase a specific product or um, to listen to a podcast episode or um, signing up for your newsletter because you know that in a couple months, you're going to have something big and exciting to release. So get those people on there now, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So again, I think those, those goals can change for whoever it is, but, but, oh, there's so much opportunity. I just want to, I just want to hug them all and put them all in a room <laughs> with masks on and, and just, <laughs> just, and just be like, you have no idea your potential. You have no clue how, 
how much you have to work with here. Yeah. And that's a lot. I mean, they are, they are doing, I guess what they, what they can. I mean, we are still hearing about these things, but I think our main point is we're seeing it primarily just on social and your website is, is your big ticket to increasing your sales and engaging with your fans and just nurturing them, increasing fan club uh, memberships, all of those things. It's just so underutilized. So yes, I agree. I definitely think, and I hope I, I have some high hopes that like after, after the world gets back to normal a little bit, hopefully some of these things will be updated or will be refreshed or whatever that looks like for all of these artists that have maybe been quieter, um, Mm -hmm. the last, you know, year, year and a half or so. Um, you know, I, I hope they take advantage of this time because it, it is something that could impact them down the road. Um, or like, or just to show that the genuine appreciation for the people that have stuck around when things haven't worked in their, you know, from their perspective either, like they were the ones that couldn't go to the show. They're the ones that couldn't, you know, purchase something because, um, maybe, you know, their paycheck was impacted or whatever that looks like. Like use this time to show that appreciation for those people who have stuck around because they they don't have to, right? Right. I wanted to bring this back and just speak to anyone, anyone yeah. who maybe just using social media or they're not really proud of their website or they don't really know where to start. What would you? What would be your advice just to an individual who is possibly underutilizing their website? Yeah, I think you know if if they don't have a website right now, I think a, a lot of it is that. And and you know me, Brianna. I mean, I've always identified myself as Brit from Launcher Daydream. And up until recently, I was like, wait a minute, like how do I how do I identify myself to somebody who isn't a photographer, right? Or, or you know, like somebody who I want to do consulting with that maybe um, isn't a photographer or isn't like maybe a creative business owner or something like that. Like how do I identify myself as just Brit and and have that be okay. So I feel like some of those those practices go into figuring out like what what do you want to put out there, right? Like what what is something that you would like to spend time doing or updating or giving a unique perspective on or you know any of those things. And I feel like identifying some of those goals up front are going to be really important because if you have a plan going into your website it doesn't feel like you have to do all the things all at one time. So I would say just start, um, just start your website or, or if you have a website today, take a look at it as what's the purpose of this? What's, what's the whole point here? What do I want people to do when they land on the site? Do I want them to purchase something? Do I want them to um, contact me for a service or for anything like that? Do I want them to just, just hear my voice in a little bit further than what I can type on Twitter or on, um, on Facebook or Instagram or any of those things. Like take advantage of the fact that like, like if, if you take anything, I think from this conversation, go buy a domain name, like go get your name.com if you can. Um, and just, I, so, so I've had Brit Hyatt.com purchased since 2015. It took until 2021 to actually do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, good for you. Well, thank you. So yeah. it's, and that's not to say that like, like I always had a plan to use it in some way, shape or form, but I always thought, oh, I have to have a business called BritHyatt.com. And it's like, no, that's like my, that's my brand. That's, that's me. And, yeah, and that's yeah. okay. Like I'm, 
I'm a professional and I'm, or I'm a consultant, or I just want a voice that's, that's outside of what I type on Twitter or what I put on Instagram. And so whatever the future that looks like, that looks like, but I think for right now, I would be excited to give people my website to be like, Hey, look at like my history or look at like some of the things I've done or people I've collaborated with or just fun projects. Like I think my purpose of my website is, is passion projects. It's for, you know, to give people uh, some tech information that like, I feel like is, is normal conversation for me. But when I tell people, they're like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) And so like documenting those things so I can have that conversation just be like, actually, Hey, I'll just send you, I'll send you a post that like actually has it in detail. Um, so that's a big part of it. That's a big motivator for me. Um, but I think it's, it's, yeah, it's finding the purpose of your website. Like why, why would somebody go to your website and, and thinking about it in a positive way, not in a negative, not like, why would anybody go to your website, you know, but, (laughs) but more in a way of, of what do you want people to do when they're there? Do you want them to reach out to you? Because if so great, like, why do you want them to reach out to you? And it's, it's always the, not to reference the Backstreet Boys yet again, (laughs) but it's always that tell me why, like, if they're at, like, what do you want them to do? But why? But why? But why? Like in dialing down to some of those things. And I think a Google Doc works wonders to like just brain dump everything into there, find a way to organize it. So when you go into your website, your, you know, your personal brand website or whatever this looks like to you, um, you have a you have a plan going into it and it won't feel as overwhelming. Yeah. And use that Google Doc to work in phases. You know, yes. you don't have to launch from day one and have it all figured out. No. You could have this dream vision of a goal that you want to get to, but just start by making your homepage, adding a contact page, adding a blog with a couple of blog posts just to get you started, or working in a portfolio just so people can see who you are and what you're all about. And as you start creating content and establishing this website, your goals are going to become so much clearer and you can kind of run those parallel paths to get there. Exactly. Exactly. And it gives you, it gives you, like we said, that, that central point where like you can blog and you can do some of these things. And if you're like, well, I don't know what to post on social media, there's your content right there. Like there's some things that you can, you can post on there that, you know, if you want to be known as a specific type of professional, or you want to become the go-to person for this, then, or the other thing, you have a central spot for all that stuff. So yeah, Google Docs are my favorite to just kind of brain dump everything and then take a step back and go, okay, actually, I don't want this anymore, or I don't want this anymore. And let's organize this like this. Um, It's just kind of the framework of the site before you jump in, because Trust me. I mean, even as a website designer, if somebody gives me their website copy and their images and like all these things, if I don't have goals defined by that person, which is luckily something we do up front, but if I don't have any strategy going into it, it takes me probably four or five times longer to actually create the site. And I'm not convinced in the site myself. Like even as a designer, I'm like, oh, like I, it looks fine and there's stuff there, but I don't know what this I don't know what the goal is. Like, obviously for photographers, I'm pretty familiar with the audience to know probably what some of their goals are, but you know, everybody's business is so unique and everybody's personal brand is so unique that you have to define some of those things up front. Right. Well, this has been a lot to think about. I'm going through my own website (laughs) in my head right now. Like, wait a minute, it's the goal, you know, (laughs) but this has been so helpful. Thank you so much for both 
fangirling, but also oh geeking gosh. out with me today. Just two things we do best, right? I could do this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Maybe we'll do a part two. There's just oh, yes. About. Or if people can tune into our live stream, Fangirls Night Out, coming back for season two very soon. Yay. So, I'm so excited with Danielle and Kelsey, who are yes. our counterparts with all of this. And Absolutely. oh my gosh, it's so fun. Love it's them so, so fun. Much. <laughs> well, thank you again for hanging out with me today. And um, yeah, where can people find you online? I know we talked about your website, BrittHyatt.com. What about on social? Anywhere else? Yeah, um, social. I am Boy Brand Brit on Twitter. Um, and and yeah, Launcher Daydream is our, our branded website for um, design services for photographers. You can find it there. But yeah, re reach out to me, BrittHyatt.com. And I, um, yeah, you can fill out my contact form and email and, and I'll answer any questions for you. Awesome. Well, thanks, Britt. Until the day we meet in person, we'll just keep doing these these conversations and streams. But I know we're going to meet in Vegas one day for- Oh my gosh. A residency of some of some sort, whether it's Usher twist my arm, twist or my the arm. Backstreet Boys, we'll figure it out. So, <laughs> well, somebody just go to Vegas. I think Usher's there or will be there. Um, yeah, Backstreet Boys, you you set a date, and and Brian and I will be there. Yes, <laughs> sounds good. Take our money, all of it, all of it. <laughs> Thanks, Britt. Thanks, Brian. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe, or better yet, leave a review. You can also join my Twitter chat at hashtag pop chat for weekly pop culture discussions you can actually learn from. If you have an idea for an episode, shoot me a DM at Brianne2K. As always, thanks for listening.